Welcome to The Practice, a podcast dedicated to unpacking the challenges and joys of being human in this unprecedented time. Each episode will delve into a different aspect of the practice of living with the goal of leaving you empowered to go out into the world as your best self embodied. Hello, and as always, thank you so much for taking the time and energy to be here. I'm your host, Brooke Davidson. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the notion of success, and specifically some areas of the definition that we tend to share culturally that could use some questioning. And my goal is that by the end of this episode, you perhaps have a clearer personal definition of the idea of success that can be helpful to you when you're making your day-to-day decisions, when you're moving through your life, when you're inventorying how you're doing and what you want to prioritize, you have a clearer picture of success that feels more aligned with you internally so that as you go on through the rest of your life, you're able to more clearly move towards something that truly feels worth pursuing for you. Because I think all of us, at the end of the day, if we were asked, hey, do you want to be successful? It would take a very particular person to say, no, I don't want to be successful. What is worth questioning, though, is what does that actually mean to be successful? One of the underlying foundational elements of success is often the notion of longevity, that the thing persists over time. And guys, I think this is different than sustainability. When I think about sustainability, there's, there's kind of this connotation that all the parties involved are benefiting, or they're at least being nourished in some way. With longevity, that piece is missing. It happens over a long period of time, but at what cost? And perhaps something can have longevity and sustainability. But I think there are a lot of things that can have longevity and not be sustainable, not be beneficial or nourishing. So when I think about that, it's it's like this idea of someone who's not at all trained in running, trying to run a marathon. You know, maybe they can pull it off. Maybe they can go the distance, but perhaps they are cramping up and throwing up and about to pass out throughout the process. Right? And if we look at that, I don't think any of us says like, yeah, that's how I want my life to be. <laughs> I want to be feeling terrible, but still going the distance. you know. And I think a lot of times this notion in our Western world of success says that that might just be part of the process. Like, oh yeah, it's totally worth it to be feeling miserable the whole time. But if you did the thing for that many years, wow, that was successful. And my question here is, but is it really? An example of this relating to work life. Let's say that there's a business that has been around for 25 years. And the person can claim that. They can say, yeah, we've been in business for a quarter of a century, for 25 years. Look at us go. And maybe people look at that and can respect that and admire that. And that's, that's really a thing worth respecting and admiring, right? 
if it also feels sustainable for all the people involved. You know, if the owner of that business goes home every night and is stressed out, is, you know, in the state of dis-ease mentally, emotionally, physically, um, socially perhaps, then is it really worth it? Is it really success? On the other side of the coin, let's say that a person has a business that struggles and struggles and struggles for four years and then they close shop and they say, yeah, you know what, we're throwing in the towel, we're done. Now it's very easy to say, yeah, that was an unsuccessful business. And perhaps it was an unsuccessful business. But does that make that person unsuccessful? Maybe they learned a lot. Maybe they are going home and saying, wow, I, I know so much more than I did four years ago. And I feel like it's the right choice to close this business. And after they close it, maybe they feel good about that. And maybe they have this whole new knowledge set and experience set to carry with them into whatever comes next. You know, like that, it's not so black and white as to say what is success and lack of success in this example. And that brings me to point number two. Often when we think of success, there's this idea of longevity that we just kind of briefly went through. And very closely related to that is the idea of quitting. Or maybe another way of looking at it, instead of just quitting, there's also the idea of not becoming masterful at the thing. You have to be masterful to be successful. And you have to stick with it to be successful. And the example I want to bring up here is a very personal one. So I love things, like learning new things. I love trying new things. I love new hobbies. I love, you know, just learning a new physical skill or mental skill. I mean, I am all about all of the things, like I am so into trying all of the things. And sometimes I can be a little bit hard on myself with that because I try something and then I walk away from it and I say, "Mm, not for me. Or I try something and I never really dedicate enough time or energy to be truly good or masterful at it. And it's really easy for me to say that I'm a failure because of that. And that it's a waste of time for me to dedicate myself to different things. I should just choose, you know, one or two things and just only do those the rest of my life. And then maybe I'd be good at them, you know, 20, 40 years from now. But when I really consider why is it that I like to try so many new things? Why am I constantly taking on new hobbies? Well, it's not about mastering it. It's about the experience of being a beginner. Do you remember being a kid and how all of those childhood memories had the potential to be infused with a sense of wonder or intrigue, curiosity? And it's because everything was new to us at that age. It's like watching a baby discover grass for the first time and Maybe they hate the sensation of it, or maybe they love the sensation of it. But either way, they're intrigued by it, and they're just constantly interacting with it and having this experience with it in that moment. And the rest of us, 
look at grass or walk across grass or do whatever we do around grass all day and don't even think twice, right? It's because we're used to it by the time we're adults. It no longer captures us in the way that it might capture a toddler or an infant. And so when I'm learning a new hobby, it's much the same. It's that ability to be captured by something new. And I happen to love that feeling and to love that experience. And what it offers me isn't necessarily something that is going to be practiced over my entire lifetime, isn't necessarily something I'm going to become masterful with, but it is a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of skill, and a whole lot of curiosity and wonder. So is that unsuccessful? You see the ambiguity here. It is very challenging to, in some of these instances, determine what is success and what is not. And I am not here to tell you what is right or wrong in that matter. I'm not here to define success for you. What I am here to do is to ask you what feels successful to you, not what did your parents tell you or that teacher tell you or that mentor at work tell you is successful. Because quite honestly, for some people, part of success is going to be having a retirement account and having a big plan for the future. And for other people, the future is so far off the mark for them, right? Like success is defined in this present moment, day-to-day happiness, moment-to-moment, minute-to-minute contentment or presence. And the future is like just not even that important compared to the present. And so if I just said either of those options and you found yourself like really feeling pulled toward one more than the other, you know, like there is a starting point. There's a place for you to start thinking of what truly feels successful to you. And it might be different than what people in your life feel is successful. In fact, it might go against a lot of what you've been coached to believe throughout your life or what has been encouraged and celebrated in your life. You might define success in a way that nobody in your family is going to applaud for, that nobody in your friends group is going to understand. It might even be something that you yourself struggle with accepting. Right? You might say, oh, I really wish I didn't view this this way, but I, gosh, I just think I do. This just feels right. And I promise you that coming up with that definition is worth it. Because the clearer you are in that definition, the more fully you are going to be able to step toward it. And the less you are going to be pulled toward other people's standards. If you don't define success for yourself, then you're letting other people define it for you. And you're still probably measuring yourself against that bar. And so if you constantly find yourself in this state of tension of, oh, I'm tr- I can't try to follow what feels right to me, but then I feel like a failure, then maybe this is part of what needs to be examined there. Maybe the feeling like a failure thing is because what feels right to you isn't what other people are 
celebrating or saying is successful. And so perhaps by coming up with your definition of success, you can live in a way that feels a little bit more aligned and that's infused with a little bit more ease and perhaps even a little bit more compassion toward yourself for the decisions that you are making and the way that you choose to walk through this world. All right, friends, I'm going to leave it there. As always, please reach out with any questions, any comments, any conversation. I am here for it. To follow along with my work, you can find me on Instagram at brooke underscore being. If you're interested in contacting me for a private yoga or life coach consult, please send an inquiry to brookedavidsonyoga at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.